Hi everybody, it's me, Ryan Moffitt from ROTM Radio. Just wanted to take a moment to let you know that you can download ROTM Radio via the Podbean app, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and many, many more. If you cannot find ROTM Radio via your favorite listening podcast app, just go ahead and pull the RSS feed off of ROTMRadio.com. All right, yeah. No, you got to wait. I was agreeing with you. Yeah. But before that. So. uh, Oh. Sorry, no, you're good. I forgot a part. Just go ahead. I'll cut this out. (laughs) (laughs) Let's run this back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to ROTM Radio, the official podcast of ROTMRadio.com. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Moffat, and with me today is a man who smokes beautiful meats, just Zach. Hey, what's up? Welcome, Zach. Also with us today is the man who got pwned in Halo last night, Dustin Griffith. That, exactly. <laughs> Admit it. Did, did Dustin? Can Can you please redo that? Redo that and be and and actually not lie to the people this time. <laughs> me lie to the listener? Why would I? Why would you accuse me of such a thing? Well, um, what Ryan meant to say there was the guy who pretty much every match won fifty to twenty five. And to that, I would say, Ayo! (laughs) I'm not sure that's truthful, Dustin. I think it's pretty truthful. I mean, the the last couple matches, uh, I think, uh, I I didn't, I don't think I lost like three or four matches in a row. Well, to be fair, though, uh, I mean, we're all playing like free for all, and we had five people. And, uh, like, three people towards the end. I mean, you didn't... There wasn't enough competition in the mix there, you know? Uh, uh, Well, I can tell you, I was sure enough getting sniped from all five of those people. Literally, I remember... I I think you were getting AFK kills. I think that's what was happening. Ah, okay. You were just Well, I know that your wife specific... Or, no, Zach's wife specifically... Uh, had a game there where I think of her seven or eight kills, I was seven <laughs> or eight. Oh, I literally, she rid. ended two. She she ended a killing spree and a uh, killing frenzy. Well, that's just because really Jubaka is that. legend. Jubaka is legend. All right, so this, uh, it is I got I got to say something real quick, actually, about that. So. Um, uh, first off, hey, great job last week, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the ship. Uh, it was my anniversary uh, weekend, and I was playing Halo while you guys were recording. But uh, uh, that Ben guy, man, sexy, he's, he's sexy voice. I, I was, I was, I was enjoying myself as the listener. It was very titillating. Uh, <laughs> God, I hope the listeners are saying that about us right now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I mean, ben, Zach's voice so, uh, for sure, but Ben Odellini, come back anytime, sir. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I I will say really quickly on that. Um, I did tell him yesterday that we were doing the show today, and that uh, we were going to have to have a part two because just quickly, and I won't go into details here for all the listeners. Um, while we made fun of him for his stupid, uh, scam death, uh, I myself 
after the episode, after talking for two and a half hours on to be wary of scammers, because we really didn't have a RuneScape episode. We had a RuneScape scammers episode. Right? But I after... didn't learn one thing about RuneScape, the, the story or anything. All I did was learn about how horrible of a person, like Zach luring people into the woods. And I'm <laughs> like, the story exactly. of Oh, right. It it is pretty much now, but and I can I can say that, I was like never um, give. I mean Zach's already got a minivan, but I'm like don't give him like a van that's not a minivan and candy. Like what 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 the crap? Oh my god! With all his luring going on, I'm like geez, easy now. <laughs> but I I will say I did um, fall prey to a scammer. I think it was two nights ago maybe yesterday actually uh and i lost oh i lost um did you lose your magic wood or whatever you guys uh, were talking about not not my magic wood but uh i lost uh about a hundred nine mil worth of stuff um and for those of you that play runescape understand how devastating that is so that being said um uh, he said he would. We'd have to do a part two to come shame me. Now that we spent a whole episode shaming him for his stupid mistake, um, or at least I spent the episode shaming him, and now he wants to come shame me. So good. I can't wait for that. <laughs> hey Dustin, does your does your wife ever make fun of you for talking about your magic wood so much? Uh, no, she enjoys it. <laughs> she enjoys the conversation. That's the good. conversation. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Um, yeah, so uh, I also condone killing cows because they're delicious. Um, I think that was a thing, right? But it's yeah. killing cows in Lumbridge. Yeah. Oh, specifically Lumbridge? So that's yeah. is Lumbridge in California? Because I heard those cows are happy. Oh well, I guess if they're getting gosh. killed for XP, I well, guess they wouldn't be happy, would they? Yeah, yeah. See that? And Lumbridge is on the east side of the map. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Lumbridge would be an equivalent in the United States to, let's say, Georgia. That would be like the uh, the spot of the United States map. Uh, that's where Lumbridge. That's would where be Lumbridge based is. On. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Can so. Can I tell you guys something that made me incredibly happy this week? Yeah. Tell me. So it's. <laughs> It's a video, and and not very often am I able to be very happy when I see something on Facebook because Facebook's mostly full of uh, crap and people and crap. But uh, <laughs> uh, I saw a video this week that um, uh, I don't I don't like I don't want to get political here, but I, I found a political movement that I can totally get behind. Uh, there's a video of a guy in Lincoln, Nebraska. Who he goes to the uh, the city council of Lincoln, Nebraska, and he makes this whole speech about how we need to change the name of boneless chicken wings because and, and he made some really excellent points. Um, he talked about how uh, boneless wings are 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 nothing more than chicken tenders, which are already boneless. <laughs> and he goes and he says like. He goes, why? Why would you order a boneless, uh, a boneless chicken tender? They're already boneless, you know. And he goes, you don't go to a store and order boneless tacos or boneless uh, salad. He goes, or boneless auto repair. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was saying that um, uh, he, he was saying that we should rename boneless wings uh, to be called. You know, he said you could call them uh, wet chicken tenders or uh, saucy nugs or and he also said trash but i love the name saucy nugs so i was all over twitter uh talking about how we need to uh rise up and uh, bring bring uh saucy nugs into the world i don't i think i, I was a fan of trash yeah <laughs> actually well you know it's funny it's like anytime you go and order from like say uh, not that not that any of these places have good wings at all, but like if you're if you're ordering like say from a pizza place like like Pizza Hut, you know, well huh, yeah, get get boneless wings from Wing Street and they're gonna be delicious. Um, no, they're gonna be like dried out pieces of chicken breast that you 
barely slapped any sauce on and then called it a wing, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And then you also charged me like 10 bucks for it. On top of Pretty the much. $40 I've already spent on the one large pizza and delivery. Does anybody else agree that pizza delivery is just way too expensive for not good pizza? Yeah. I'd say <laughs> for the most part, it's, entered... it's like, oh, delivery charge, oh, and uh, this doesn't include tip. Right. You're like, geez, I, I live right down the road. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Like, we're going to add a delivery charge, but that's not that doesn't include the tip. Like, wait, so Just are you only tip. paying the driver the delivery charge that you charged me? Because it was like three bucks that you charged me. But still. Well, let me ask you guys a question since we're just going down rabbit holes here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what... I was I was told the other day that I wasn't American because I always prefer pasta over pizza. Aren't they both Italian? Actually, I think uh, pizza's from uh, I think it's from actually Greece, isn't it? I mean, uh... so the it's not American. It's it's is, uh, it's all American style stuff, in my right. opinion. Because so I'm either American or not American. Yeah. Is my point. Well, Dustin, I mean, were you, were you born here? Were you born in America? Well, do you love the red, white, and blue? Yes. Do you, Do you love the freedoms that you uh, that you don't have these two weeks? Sorry. <laughs> that shouldn't be a joke. I'm sorry. I, it shouldn't be. And I love that you said I don't like to get political. And you just did. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so I guess, you know, to, to speed this along and the fact that we've already broke the ice, uh, Ryan is going to ask what we did this week. And uh, I found out that I tested positive for the coronavirus. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Which that that part in and of itself is not a joke, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, please don't uh, murder me on the interwebs for that. Uh, I, I really... I'm telling it la- like as I'm joking <laughs> or as I'm laughing. So I don't. I think I'm the one that needs to apologize. Well, I um, I, I hope that you get better soon, and I hope yeah. uh, that anybody that's come in contact with you is okay as well. Um, yes, uh, we we have done. But I, but I, I digress. You 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 were born here, and you you love the red, white, and blue, and you're just a red red blooded American. And you know what? I don't I don't care. You know, even if you don't like the book Thrawn, you're an American. America. I, well, <laughs> I, I don't like. I'm it. not doing a good job. Who said <laughs> I don't like the book Thrawn? <laughs> <laughs> what a way to but, sell uh, this episode. We may, we we may have, have to take a quick cut here. Um, d- I, Dustin, what, <laughs> what did you mean by you didn't hop over the wall? We may want to may we, we may want to <laughs> clip that oh part out. <laughs> so let me, first say, <laughs> let me first say, I, I understand, number one, I understand that there is no wall. Number two... I definitely have taken the coronavirus seriously. I think I just think it's crazy that I have it now. Um, and three, um, I don't I don't remember what three was, but <laughs> we this will be the most either entertaining slash offensive or both episode we have had to date. So for those of you that are enjoying this, I'm I thank you. Those that find us offensive i'm sorry and please don't give us a terrible rating oh my god we love you dustin way to sell it <laughs> i like it so um how was your guys's week <laughs> oh you know it was good <laughs> oh sorry that's um, all i've got and let me just say let me because i feel obligated to say now and it's 2020 um everybody has been safe on this end and uh, my mother contracted it. And so I was around her and she unknowingly contracted it. I contracted it. I have not had really any symptoms. I've had a light cough, but I, I had that. I, I've been having allergies anyway. So, um, but we're good here. And yeah. And uh, that- both Ryan and I are uh, also protected from it. Cause our, uh, 
our virus definitions are up to date and we have you know we have the most recent antivirus applicable yeah although i i did definitely give both of your names to the to the health department so you will be getting a call <laughs> please no yeah i i suppose it's <laughs> that would be a terrible be joke. like <laughs> yeah never mind that would be terrible <laughs> to just do. i would <laughs> um but no, in all seriousness, so uh, Dustin, like, hopefully, hopefully everything will be fine with you and your mom, and uh, and also that uh, anybody out there listening, yeah, I mean, do what you got to do to keep your family safe in these uncertain times, and uh, you know, wash your hands and all that good stuff, and and uh, yeah, you know, protect yourself a little bit. Yes, don't don't go to your nephew's birthday parties. It it uh. Apparently that's a that's a good place for it to spread. I found out. Oh my! Anyway, carry on. <laughs> oh uh, so real quick, if we can, guys, I wanted to uh, kind of let the listeners know kind of what we're uh, what we're going to be doing for uh, this episode, or actually next couple episodes, and then also I wanted to let the listeners know about uh, what's going to be going on with me for the next few weeks. Is there any objections? No, no, no. Go, go on. I, I thought you were going to go right <laughs> into that. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I do that. That happens every time when I'm like, uh, you know, what do you guys think about this? And you, you guys are just like, <laughs> just like. Well, like, I don't expect for you to ask the what do you think about this uh, question. So but I, I do every ex- time. You should expect it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm trying to earn my RuneScape money back. Oh, man. It's not like we're on a podcast Dustin, or something. quit playing with your magic wood already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, first off... Uh, so this episode is episode 15, uh, Thrawn, and we, so just to kind of let the listeners know what's happening is we are going to be breaking this episode into two parts. Uh, the first part will be released, uh, obviously uh, you'll be hearing it, and then the second part will be released uh, the next week. Uh, after that, uh, so that'll be episode 15 and 16, after that, uh, ROTM Radio is going to be taking a break for a week, uh, so there will not be an episode, I guess that'd be three weeks from now. Um, me, personally, um, I'm going to be stepping back for a few weeks uh, because I, I'm i doing some stuff in my in my personal life that I need to... I need to focus on some some career type moves that I'm trying to make. So, uh, some taking some tests and stuff like that. So, I want to step back for a little bit and really focus on um, bettering my life. Uh, those kind of changes, you know. Uh, so, I will not be stepping away permanently by any means. It'll only be a few weeks. Um, so, Dustin and Zach will be kind of uh, leading the show. Uh, for a few weeks, so we will probably end up off of the uh, off of the books and movies and stuff like that. I'm I'm assuming. I mean, although you guys can do movies or whatever you guys want to do, I'm kind of giving you guys free reign of whatever you guys want to do for those few weeks. Thank do you, you guys have any uh, uh, have any issues with that or anything you want to add for that? I don't. Okay, so no sir. Um, I will still try to be active a little bit uh, in the social media pages and stuff like that uh, when I can. Um, so Dustin and Zach will communicate with me. Or, I mean, you guys are also uh, able to, to post in the stuff as well. So, um, But we'll make sure that we're letting the listeners know what's going on as far as content-wise. Uh, but just know that we might be off of the program train a little bit. So you might be hearing a lot more flush the format. Uh, for at least um, at least a few weeks. So uh, just keep that in mind. And then yes, I think that was... That's pretty much it for that, right? Was there, yeah. Is there anything I'm missing on that? Or was... Sorry. My, no, I don't, my, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, was there anything you guys else wanted to talk about before we, before we jump, into the, jump into the actual episode? No. I I think we are ready. <laughs> Since we Thrawn. took this meander, meandering uh, rabbit trail through the woods and just kept circling <laughs> around stuff and from from the get go, it's like a, it's like watching a you like watching YouTube. It just never 
The rabbit trails don't end. It doesn't. It doesn't. But if you guys want a little bit of focus in your life, you should try audiobooks. And audiobooks are fantastic from the company Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digests from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post. Also, you can download titles and listen anywhere, anytime, offline. Uh, So one of the things I do is I will download books uh, while I'm at home and I'm on my Wi-Fi. And then when I'm out and about, I don't have to use my data for it. You can keep your credits for up to one year. That way, you know, if you're not sure what you want to listen to and you want to binge a whole series, you can do that. And then also you can return a book and get your credit back uh, up to one year if you didn't like the book. Any book that you get uh, through Audible, even if you cancel a a subscription later on down the road, you own those books the entire time you have the app. And if you would like to try Audible, because it's great and it's wonderful, and it'll help you focus on that passion that you want to learn about, go to www.audibletrial.com slash ROTM radio to start your one month free trial and a free audiobook. Go get it. Try Audible today. All right. Beautifully done. <laughs> well, Beautifully as done. Hey, speaking of that, you know, I I I was in all the things that you recapped about our uh our episode last week. I was really excited to hear your your uh, your feelings on our Audible commercial. Uh, I thought it was good. I just thought you should uh, the parts that the parts that uh, you were reading. <laughs> you probably should have read it a few times before you did it, right. uh, because you literally <laughs> you literally were like ROTM Radio dot audible trial and i was like no no that's not right like like the the link was wrong I, my bad and i was like oh man i can't even i can't even fix that in post and he's not yeah. even gonna i was like it's well i mean because i listened to it after it was already put out and i was like it's not that's not something i could fix in post and right there's and, no and there was no way i heard it you you couldn't fix it in uh <laughs> Post anyway because there was a guitar playing. So I loved that I the change, idea though. I, I really loved. That's it. what I wanted to know. The idea was love... great because you're like, and you don't you don't even have to talk about my execution. But I just wanted to throw out. Uh, See, again, I even loved the part Mr. where you were like at the beginning there, where you were just like, you know, I really wanted to hear the song more, you know, because that was beautiful. You were like, Audible is the leading provider. I loved it. I was like, Ooh. "How about this? Me and Ben will we will finish that song and record it, and that can, we can have a small little commercial with it." As long as as long as Ben says something like, "Hey Ryan, how you doing?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh all man. right. Well, let's go ahead and get started with the episode. Uh, Zach is going to be doing a spoiler-free summary for us here in a moment. Beef, but before that. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the hosts of ROTM Radio take the book Thrawn, a Star Wars novel by the author Timothy Zahn, and break it down for you, the listener. From the publisher's summary, I'm going to go through a quick synopsis of the book Thrawn. One of the most cunning and ruthless warriors in the history of the Galactic Empire, Thrawn is also one of the most captivating characters in the Star Wars. It's interesting, so I say that because um, that was a huge spoiler that they just kind of throw into the summary. I I mean, I get it, but, you know... I, oh, I the <laughs> part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So No, yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I, I like what you did. So we're, we're going to go ahead and go to... Uh, so Thrawn is rescued from exile by Imperial soldiers. Um, his deadly ingenuity and keen tactical abilities swiftly capture the attention of Emperor Palpatine. And just as quickly, Thrawn proves to be as indispensable to the Empire as he is ambitious. 
as devoted as its most loyal servant, Darth Vader, and a brilliant warrior never to be underestimated. On the mission to rout smugglers, snare spies, and defeat pirates, he triumphs time and again, even as his renegade methods infuriate superiors while inspiring even greater admiration from the Empire. As one promotion follows another and his rapid ascension to greater power, he schools his trusted aide, Ensign Eli Vanto, in the arts of combat and leadership, and the secrets of claiming victory. But even though Thrawn dominates the battlefield, he has much to learn in the arena of politics, where ruthless administrator Arinda Price holds the power to be a potent ally or a brutal enemy. End. Done! What else am I supposed to say? There it was. Uh, I was. That's what I was waiting for. I'm just waiting for the all done. Oh, oh, I forgot man. about that. Love it. All right. So, uh, Thrawn. Timothy Zahn, the author of Thrawn. All right. So, before we get into this, like, the nitty gritty of this book. By the way, that was your spoiler free warning. Uh, here we go. So... <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit before we get started into the actual uh, story of this book that we read. So I want people to understand um, when we talk about Thrawn that in this sense we are talking about the canon version of Thrawn from this book right now. So one of the things, uh, Zach, that you went when you went, huh, huh, Thrawn, um, that would be a spoiler it's not a huge spoiler just because of the fact that in Legends, uh, the books that were... This is one of the few characters that was actually brought over from Legends because it was such a, uh, a, a beloved character from the, uh, from the books that came before the Disney merger and all that kind of stuff. So Thrawn reached that same rank that you heard out in the books. Um, it's, it's called the Thrawn Trilogy, and uh, uh, it starts with Heir to the Empire. And uh, those books are based after the fall of the Empire at Endor. So it's like, it's post-Rebel victory, uh, post-Emperor Palpatine dying and all that kind of stuff. Before. So it's, it's, those books are no longer canon. But if you're a Legends fan or if you just want to hear awesome stories... Definitely look up the Thrawn trilogy or the original Thrawn trilogy. Also the same author, Timothy Zahn. Wonderful books. But this story that we read this time is the canon version. So this was our first look at Thrawn taking a leap into canon. So, what'd you guys think so far? Or what'd you guys think when you started getting into this book? I wasn't sure what to think because I had no idea about any of the information you just gave. Okay. So you, so, so Dustin, are you, were you the same way where you had no, like you, I know I've mentioned Thrawn before, but like, did you both have no idea what to expect as far as what this character was or how he was going to work? So for me, I kind of, I've been watching, in fact, I've watched through the first Two, three seasons, really started on the third season of Rebels twice now. Um, mainly, be, I stopped the first time because we were, um, <clears throat> I was attempting to watch Firefly at first, uh, and we, we know how that went. Um, <laughs> but then uh, the second time, because I knew we were going to go back and do Thrawn, and as soon as Thrawn came in, I wanted to read the book before I finished Rebels. So, um I've seen. I had seen his character in the beginning. Uh, I think I watched three episodes with him in it, so I kind of got the, I guess you could say, gist of his rebel canon character or the chiss. Um, the oh, yeah, oh, or the chiss. I, I like, like that. that. Um, but and then I I have heard you so eloquently talk about how. To you, he is the most interesting character in all of Star Wars and your descriptions of them. So when I started reading the book, 
it made sense to me very quickly why what I've heard about him is what I've heard about him, um, which we can get into that once we dive into the book. But uh, I, I definitely, like, with mainly you talking in a couple episodes of Rebel, I had a very small back, you know, backdoor look into Thrawn. And, uh, um, but everything you said, everything I I had uh, seen on there, it definitely, it made his character make sense right off the bat. Okay, awesome. And then, uh, so so Zach, you're you're looking at it from a, um, for a lack of a better term, a uh, a virgin's look at it. Like this is your first time with Thrawn at all, correct? Yep. Uh, okay. Yep. Hardcore. Okay. Just like <laughs> no idea what's going on. Some blue guy so, has red eyes. I, I, so I would be I, like, oh, maybe he's a Sith. That's about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because I mean, you would kind of think that. Although, um, I mean. What if humans could look like Thrawn? Because that would be awesome. Like I would love to have that color, like blue skin. That, or at least the way the artist has. What Ryan is it. saying is he just wants to be Thrawn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I want to be Thrawn, and I, you know, I want to, I want to speak the way, you know, like um, the warrior always studies what he is going to do. Like I sound so bad doing it. By the way, this is a <laughs> this is another book uh that Mark Thompson narrates and oh, Mark and Thompson he did such a good job. Yeah, Mark Thompson. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw last time cuz I said something about uh, I you know, I was fanboying over Mark Thompson when we did A New Dawn and I tweeted that out and uh none other than uh Mark Thompson himself liked my tweet. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Congratulations. I know, right? He he pressed he pressed the heart on my on my thing. Um <clears throat> but so Mark Thompson does a really good job and it's really nice too because Mark Thompson has narrated all of the Thrawn books that are available, Legends and Canon. Um so which actually now that I'm thinking about it, um So I mean I think there's like seven or eight Thrawn books in Legends. And now, as of right now, we have four Thrawn books now in canon. Because there's uh, the book we're talking about today, which is Thrawn. And then you have... Um, so basically, they made a whole new, uh, they made a whole new um, trilogy in canon. So we have Thrawn... Uh, we have Thrawn Alliance, and then we have Thrawn Treason, uh, which, so these three books are in an order, and now they are starting the Ascendancy, uh, which the first book of this trilogy just came out, and I just downloaded it. I haven't listened to it yet. Like, I had it pre-ordered a year ago, and it's it finally showed up, and I was like, yes, I can finally download it. It's also going to be uh, Mark Thompson, but it's going to be before Empire in the actual Chiss Ascendancy, which we learned a tiny, tiny, tiny bit about the Chiss Ascendancy in this book. So I'm very excited. But like I said, I digress. So Mark Thompson uh, does it great. The thing I don't like about Thrawn is in Rebels, I wish they'd have gotten Mark Thompson to do the voice for Thrawn because the voice for Thrawn in the Rebels cartoon series is not correct in my mind because... I mean, it's close, but it's not, it's not Thrawn, you know, in my mind, because my mind, it's like, it's Mark Thompson Thrawn. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm glad. I have so many thoughts because I'm like, ah, I love all these books. They're so good in my opinion. Now, <laughs> let's look at the way Thrawn got into the Empire. All right. So... The book sort of opens up, and I don't remember the name of the planet. I mean, they they do so much hopping around in the book that it's kind of it's kind of hard to keep up with the places uh, that they're all going to, except for except for Lothal and Coruscant. Those are the two that I can remember uh, that are pretty much going to be the only relevant places because um, all the other places are just here, there, everywhere, right? Because um, they're you're following along in this book, you're following Thrawn's movement upward in the Imperial Navy. Uh, so, yeah. But anyways, so they're on some, like, backwater 
uh, planet out in what they call wild space. So the way the galaxy is is broke up, you have the core worlds, which are places like Coruscant, Alderaan, um, uh, not as much places. Then you have what they call the mid-rim, and then you have the outer rim, which is places like Tatooine and all those. And then after you get the outer rim, you get to wild space, and then after wild space, you get to the unknown regions. So to kind of, so when somebody says like they're from wild space, I think we even heard a lot of uh, a character that we're gonna meet very quickly in the first couple chapters is a character by the name of Eli Vanto. He's from wild space, and I think they even used the term wild. He was a wild space yokel. <laughs> so just to kind of give you an idea of how the core worlds would think about people who lived in the backwaters or the out outward planets. So we're in right. a wild space planet, and um, the Empire is there, and and they're there to do. They found they found this little tiny hut, you know, not even like a settlement, but a hut with some camping gear, some you know, some food, all that kind of stuff, and on a planet which they thought was in uninhabited. Uh, it turns out that is not uninhabited. Um, that somebody was obviously living there. And uh, some crazy stuff starts to happen where the Empire is sort of being attacked in very small ways uh, by the inhabitant on this, on, this, uh, on this little planet. What did you guys think about the way Thrawn was able to sort of manipulate the situation in order to get off of the planet? Uh, well, I think, and it's so hard because we're just starting... Um, it's, it's kind of why it's so, this book is going to be really interesting to not jump ahead if, in a sense, and I know that we're not doing a totally line by line breakdown, but this entire book, and if you don't, I I know I maybe you may want to cover this yourself, but I, 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 I'll go ahead and bring it up now. This whole book is throughout the entire book, which I really liked, Thrawn is like he will say something to a character and then it it will narrate Thrawn's thoughts on what that other character like he is clearly at all times studying everybody else at all the situations everybody in the room and so he's doing that and so you find out later in the book why he did like the whole hut, like all of it, you find out why he did it. And, um, one thing I just, it, it, it really makes him look like the most genius, uh, tactician ever. Um, and I oh, know yeah. that that's kind of what he's built to be. I will say, and this is, uh, we can come back to this, but I, I, I'll throw it out there. One thing I did like about this book was that it, it didn't make him perfect. Uh, he did get bested a couple times, and we'll, we'll, I'm sure, talk about that a little later. But, um, it's but especially with this, you specifically ask about this beginning. We find out later that this was, um, I mean, obviously by his ex execution, uh, not execution. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, the way he executed his plans? Yes. Like the, yes. yeah, yeah, you were right. It's it's execution. It is ex- okay, it is execution. He wasn't well, executed, have... but yeah, the execution right. of the plans he had in place. Right. I just went blank for a second. I'm like, that can't be right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all good. Words are hard. Um It's kind of like you're saying like, Iowa. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> but uh he he clearly he knew what he was doing. To to even a bigger degree than it, like you even know at the beginning, like you're reading it at the beginning, you're like, this guy is a, is is super brilliant and really knows what he's doing, and then you find out later that it's it's even more brilliant than what you knew at the beginning of the book. So, well, I uh, think it's interesting when when uh, so Thrawn is able to get on, like he's able to basically cause a bunch of havoc in order to bring down a transport ship, get onto the transport ship, and then sneak aboard uh, 
I don't I can't remember if they were in a star destroyer or not because there's a few different ship classifications throughout this entire book. Uh, they may have been on a star destroyer, uh, but he was able to get on board the main ship and uh, basically he because he wanted to be on board the ship because he wanted to be taken before uh, Emperor Palpatine and he wanted to be able to you know. Warn, warn a little bit, Emperor Palpatine. But we find out at the end of the book he wanted to study the Empire, and he ends up studying the Empire by being a part of it. So, and, um, and think about just think about that in and of itself. That here's a guy that like he's just so brilliant in his thinking and and so big picture. He has no fear going up to this emperor who is known throughout the galaxy as being a terrible person, especially from where he came from. Um, and like you said, he's he's kind of coming from an area where he's trying to decipher. Uh, he's kind of got two choices. He can either join the, uh, you know, I, he's his, his main goal. And again, we're going to be pulling and it's going to be spoiler after spoiler. His main goal from what I picked up in the book was to save and protect his people. That was his main goal. And he said, what is the best way for me to do that? Um, and uh, what I noticed, and maybe you can shed some light on this. Um, and I, and I actually listened to a, a YouTube reviewer, um, mention this as well. They were talking about the, you talked about the outer, is it the outermost regions or the, the unknown. The unknown regions. So he, there's something out there that he's fearful of of from some degree. And he is trying to protect his people from that. And he's trying to decipher, should I join the Empire and, um, you know, basically get in league with them and get myself so high on the list that they will protect my people or can I spot a weakness that would tell me, no, I need to defect from the empire and fight against them. You know, it's like he's, he's trying to judge what is the, the whole plan for him is to save his people from what I gathered. And he is literally just like, what is the most finely tuned machine to make that happen? And he's like seven steps ahead of anybody, you know, you know, other people are joining for all kinds of reasons, and he's like, he's he's just, I it, it was just crazy watching. And and the last thing I'll say, watching him literally blow up members of the Empire, including a stormtrooper, and they're just like, yeah, come on our ship, we're gonna take you to the Empire because or the Emperor because you're just so fascinating. We don't know what to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> and like name another person that does anything even remotely close to that and lives nobody. So he's just like, yeah, I did it. It was, and they're like, wow, that was smart. Maybe you should come talk to the empire. Well, the thing <laughs> that emperor. I think is, uh, is intriguing. And, and it's, it's, it's weird because like star Wars is, a universe where you have, uh, you know, you have people who are force wielders and they can wield this invisible, uh, universe changing, altering force. Uh, but only some people have it. So it's almost like you're, you're watching or you're being a part of a universe where you have, you know, space magic that happens, uh, is pretty much how I think most people would describe any sort of, you know, uh, sci-fi or, um, fantasy type of power right what i like about thrawn and, and thrawn's got to be my favorite character as far as star wars uh especially the expanded universe um but he's one of my all-time favorite characters uh and, and the reason why is because like thrawn is not he's not a force user he's just a person who uses intellect and tactics and um now there are a few of the a few of the Timothy Zahn books uh, that he wrote in Legends a little later on down the road where 
you almost feel like Thrawn is like a god because he's so far. He's like 12 steps ahead of everybody and he becomes way too, way too infallible. And I don't, it didn't like that as much because like you said, Dustin earlier, it's, it's interesting because in this book, he's going to get bested a few times. It's not very often, um, but he does get bested, but he learns from those mistakes and he doesn't make those same mistakes again. And it's also kind of like the story of Eli Vanto where Eli Vanto, the only reason Eli Vanto, who is a cadet at the time, he's on, you know, like a, he's a cadet and he's working on the ship, sort of like an out of the academy, you know, come on this ship mission and kind of learn how you would do things. He's on a supply officer track, so he's trying to be a supply officer, kind of like, I guess, uh, sort of like a, um, like a ship ship store kind of clerk that we'd have in the navy. Um, in as far as actual uh, naval terms were what we're used to, uh, but because Eli Vanto is an interesting character because. Uh, in the book, he's going to have his entire life upended because of Thrawn. And the only reason it's going to happen is because Eli is this backwoods yokel from wild space who happens to know a language called Cybisti. And the language Cybisti is a trade language that they use in wild space and the unknown regions. Uh, and it's sort of a, you know, it's a sort of language that a lot of uh, unknown region area people would would know uh, because they all learn that that same language to in order to be able to trade with each other, um, which so Thrawn knows the language of what's called uh, Chiyun, which because he's part of he is a Chiss and they they speak Chiyun, uh, uh, but Thrawn also knows Cybisti. So Thrawn is able to speak Cybisti with Eli Vanto, even though Thrawn actually knows some uh, basic. And for those of you who don't know. Um, Galactic Basic is English, but that's what they call it in the books and the movies and stuff like that. Oh, can you speak basic? That's what they mean, English. Um, so, but it's funny to me because I, you know, learning him learning from mistakes and stuff like that is Thrawn knows a lot of basic. He doesn't know sometimes the context or the slang versions of these kind of things. And it's interesting because Eli Vanto becomes his translator. But it's interesting because, you know, when we're into the book and we're years down the road from the first meeting, you would think Thrawn would have the full grasp of the, ba- you know, of Galactic Basic. And even Eli Vanto would say every once in a while, Thrawn would look at him, you know, because something like a slang would get said. He wouldn't he wouldn't either not understand the context of the slang or every once in a while he'll still have a word where he'd be like, I'm trying to describe something, and then he'll say what he means in Cybisti, and then, um, and you know, and then Eli Vanto. So he'd say something in Cybisti, and then Eli Vanto would say, "Oh, retrospect," or you know, throw out whatever word that Thrawn may not know. But Thrawn never forgets that word again. So it's right. like he's still able to. There's a lot of logic involved with what he's doing. He's not completely infallible. Uh, he takes well, a hell of a lot of risks. Yeah. What I was going to say, just adding on the language thing, that I mean, he never quite, in, at least in the book, he never quite gets or starts understanding. And it wasn't just language. It was like social cues on like politics. Like, he oh, yeah, that's going to be, a, that, yeah, that's going to be a huge thing where he's going to say, I got the bad guy. And they're like, but you lost the profit. Like, we don't care that you saved some civilians. We wanted the we wanted you to save all the Tabana gas because all the Tabana gas is worth X amount of credits. Those random civilians you you saved are just you know uh, what are they expendable? They're expendable. They're worthless eaters. They're you know all that kind of stuff. And 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 Thrawn's like, I don't understand this. Why are they Why are they angry when we 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 did a good thing? You know and. Yeah. They know, he's he's never going to fully understand that, but that's also why the character of Arinda Price is very interesting, because she oh, is going Rinda to be able to Price. <laughs> uh, Arinda Price is going to be able to sort of weasel her way into uh, a the halls of power, but also she's going to be able to 
sort of use Thrawn to her own gains and uh, in some different ways, and but at the same time sort of smoothing out some of Thrawn's more political, you know, bumps in the road. Right. So, um, and, and to a point that you made, uh, Dustin, you said, you know, you said, oh, I can't believe he was able just to go before this uh, emperor who we know is just a, everyone, or you said everyone would know is just an awful, terrible dude. I was going to say, we know that because we know what happens in the future. This is early on in the Empire. That so is the, true. So the average citizen, so there's not a full active rebellion going on or anything like that. We're, we are in the infancy stages. They might have some idea out in, out, out in the backwoods and stuff like that. But uh, well, So, and the only reason I say that is because, and it seems to be the case with Star Wars, is that you know, typically in these, especially these space odysseys or whatever you want to call, typically the outer colonies, let's just, I, I'm stealing terms from the Halo universe, the outer colony worlds or the outer, like the farther way you get in from the the middle of the area, um, they seem to always despise the rule makers. They want to be left alone to do their own pirating. To yeah, no matter who it is. Yeah, right. And so, to me, that was more so, you know, and and the at this point, the I mean, and maybe I need to see the um, I need to see the uh, timeline on all this. But I will say that you know when we watched uh, when you watch the for example the the Star Wars Rebels. Um, the one of the episodes takes place on the first Empire Day. Well, at that point, there was already rebel, like there was already unrest and rebel contingencies forming all across the place. So it was. I think it was pretty soon that people start. I mean, Palpatine started his kind of tyranny right but that's that's also some of the pushback is coming from people who like so say you know we find out through ahsoka and you know when we read ahsoka and also when you you'll find out in rebels that a lot of this backing is from people like bail organa or right or who uh, are in who were there they were in the senate when they're in the senate when down. everything happened so they right. you know because they believed in 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 the democracy like they're immediately like there is some people who are immediately going to push back and fight back as little as they can but as far as the general population because you go from like the republic sucks because they can't protect us and there was this huge clone war and all of a sudden we have this empire that comes out of nowhere and then the war is over for the most part, and, and, and that's where I like books like this, uh, because we have to look at Star Wars in a, um, you know, the movies really give you an idea that there's a a black and white way to look at it. Rebels good, Empire bad, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. And where I like books like this because it gives a perspective of... Can you have a system that is flawed but have good people mm-hmm. in the in any system uh, working towards it? You know, well, we talk about people like Saul Guerrero, for example, who Saul Guerrero, who is a rebel, is a terrorist, kills people indiscriminately because he's fighting the empire. And we like we would look at that person today and call them a terrorist. Like the Rebel Alliance did horrible, terrible things in their fight for independence. Right. You know. Well, and and I agree with you. That's typically, you know, when you look at it, you know, it's and again, I my my background is Halo, and Halo has this, uh, such a similar um, kind of storyline where it's like, are the good guys really the good guys? Are the bad guys really the bad guys? And like you said, from just a common person living on some random world, but to me, and maybe this was the disconnect. I felt like from the beginning, Thrawn was in on this stuff. Like Thrawn knew. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I felt like you know the fact that he 
you know, one, they allude many times that he paid very close attention to the the, uh, Clone Wars and the fact that he had somewhat of a relationship or at least had worked with Anakin Skywalker. So to me, I wasn't looking for me where I give Thrawn that can't believe he did this is because I'm assuming Thrawn knew exactly who the Emperor was. Now, maybe not the average person did, but I don't think Thrawn was... I I feel like, and you see it later on the book, when they kind of go into further detail on why he even set up the hut and did the explosion and all of that, like, it was planned out from the beginning. Like, he's not been... He knew exactly what he was doing. He wanted to be infiltrated by the Empire. He wanted to be found, wanted to move up the ranks. So that's why I say to me, I don't think he was ignorant of who exactly who the Emperor was. Um, he may have not understood that he was a Sith. He, you know, those kind of things. But I would say from the lens of just, you know, what kind of... Um, you know, what kind of a ruler he was. I mean, he had been living on the outer worlds. He had clearly spent some time on the inner world. He's clearly well-traveled, um, has spent some time fighting in wars. And like I said, he had relationships to people like Anakin Skywalker. And to me, um, while not knowing if there is backstory to that or not, um, cause we almost got it. Not quite. Um, you would think that he had to be somewhat connected somehow. I mean, I, I guess, I guess he's, he's obviously not stupid and that's, you know, he can see things for what they are sometimes, but at the same time, you also have to understand that. Um, and you'll sort of understand this later on. Once we get into the, the second and third book of this trilogy, um, because, uh, uh, not to spoil anything, but I mean, he you will you'll get to see the story of how Thrawn interacts with um with Anakin Skywalker uh mm-hmm. originally <clears throat> and that was pre-empire days that was when he was still with the Chiss ascendancy uh and right. you will get to see how he interacts with Darth Vader so uh the, okay. the second book is very interesting uh um, would probably clear uh, yeah the yeah hindsight. this is probably going to clear so i'm looking at so yeah i'm seeing things from uh cuz i i've I've already pulled all this information or I have all this information already floating around in my, in my skull. Um, but, uh, like I said, I, I, he's not stupid. He's able to figure things out, but at the same time, you know, he's also coming from a different political system. And so he may not understand the nuances sometimes of, you know, how a ruler is or what, you know, what it is. And Eli Vanto even says, even tries to tell him like, you know, you know, you could just be killed if the empire or if the emperor just wants to, you know, just, just decides he doesn't like you, you can just be killed, you know, right. it, you know, and then sort of side, you know, and uh, that's where I think Eli Vanto is a character. Uh, I really liked him as a character. Uh, just because, like, you know, he's this normal person who gets to sit beside and learn this greatness and see it in action every day. Um, while yet it, contributing. Yeah, <laughs> while, the while, guy that... And that's the funny part is, too, is, like, he thinks he thinks of himself poorly. I mean, and we all do this, right? Where we all go, man... I wish I could be like that or whatever. If you're learning from somebody and all of a sudden one day you, you under, you all of a sudden you go, Oh, I get it. And then all of a sudden you can start making those same connections. Um, which mm-hmm. I also enjoyed the fact that Thrawn throughout the book is also encouraging that when he sees it, you know, because Eli will be like, he'll make a point and then Thrawn will go and then Thrawn, you know, cause they'll be con- having a conversation about it. And then Eli will be like, Oh, you've already thought about that all and figured out 10 steps down the line that I was wrong. And then Thrawn will be like, you know, but there was a great perception. He goes, I may have already come to that conclusion, but you had the foresight to, to look at that part that nobody else would have thought to even look at. Right. You know, down the road. 
every it might be a wrong conclusion, but you know nobody else is gonna everybody else is gonna go. Here's our standard operating procedure. Here's how we're doing it, and that's why our ship is now blown up. Versus, you know, like <laughs> yeah. versus. Hey, we can think outside the box. We can think tactically. Look at the things that people aren't going to look at. And Eli's looking at things like numbers and going because he's supposed to be a you know he's supposed to, his expertise was in supply. So his is a lot of numbers and inventory lists and all that kind of stuff. So he's able to help Thrawn. And he does know the rules. Yeah. And he, so he's able to, able to help Thrawn just by looking at, you know, he can say something as simple as like supply and demand, demand this. And, you know, Thrawn is like, interesting. And then Thrawn takes it 15 other steps past what Eli even suggested. Right. But having Eli there learning from that, it's like, I, I like, I like the men- mentor value of yeah. it, you know, back and forth. Well, and, and I think the other thing with Thrawn that's really endearing um, with this book, um, and, you know, you said this to me before we read the book, and I and you were right, you know, he is, you know, and you were talking about the it's not always black and white. Um, one thing about Star Wars is that, and, and this book was no exception minus Thrawn. Uh, most of the time, anybody who works for the Empire has the same exact attitude. They're just terrible people. And they're, it's just all protocol this, protocol that, politics this, poli- it, It's I, I have actually thought to myself, I wish that there were more just like interesting bad guys because the bad guys just seem so stupid and caught up in their like caught up in their protocol and in their who they are and all that that that's they're gonna lose every time and so it was nice to see that this is a a technically from the standpoint of a fan a bad guy who is not bad in theory like he himself is not and so it like for example one of he's my, a bad guy from a certain point of view right well right he's he is he is doing good things for the wrong side essentially um and and honestly the only reason i think he's even doing it for the wrong side is because they have the best chance to win I mean that's the yeah. his his best chance again, for survival at the, at the right moment. exactly and that's I and maybe I'm wrong I don't like I said I have not read further on um, but I I feel like his goal was to I need to protect my people so if I can get in with the strongest power in the galaxy and become a high ranking member of that that group then I keep my my people protected. But uh, I remember there was a there was a moment where these cadets uh, jump him and Eli. And through that, um, when the ranking officer, whoever goes, and they f- kind of figure out, you know, he, he figures out quickly who they are and, and, and all that. He asks him, so what do you want to be what do you want to be done with these people? And Thrawn's like, Don't press charges. Why don't you send them off to flight school? Um, you know, because the way that they were working together, like, I mean, he's like limping, he's got small wounds. They were trying to kill him. And he his response is strategically, I can we could, if I'm going to fight for the Empire, these three would be good pilots. And so technically, whether they like me or not, we're on the same team and we could use them. And so he thinks super strategically, even over the, like he he doesn't care about his emotion and all of that. Um, and ultimately, he, you know, he kind of did say, and because we'll just move them immediately, they, as well as the people that hired them, will wonder Oh, does somebody know? Does somebody know? You know, so it it definitely he got he got a little satisfaction in knowing that that was going to happen. But at the end of the day, he's like, you know, if it if it betters my cause, I can use this to my advantage, you know, and which just tells you again, like he's just a good guy fighting for the wrong side. 
So, Zach, did you get the feeling that Thrawn was definitely all about uh, using resources where they should be used and not wasting? Yeah, and excuse me. <coughs> um, and I don't, I don't think that he did it. I, I don't know if I would say he's a good guy as much as I would say he's doing things that just make sense. Right. Um, that's probably a better way of saying it. Like, like he's he, like in his mind, he's like, uh, like the whole political side of things seems very um, stupid because it doesn't help it, like anything. there's so because yeah because there's a ton of things that are being wasted whether that's manpower or certain resources but then again um, and, and again he, he's thinking of bigger picture even even though like whenever he he saves those people um and maybe you can correct me on this, Ryan. But it, it was I, it didn't seem like it was necessarily for um, for you know oh this is the greater good saving saving lives over resources. But it was more of a well, it's going to make us look better, and in turn make you know it's going to make the empire look better and more favorable to the people, and also make himself more favorable to the empire in that right. way to you know like and then and then that recognition like oh hey this actually ended up working out in his favor and it seems like everything he does for the most part seems to roll in that direction and then there that you know higher up start taking notice of that and that's both a good thing and a and a, a bad thing right you know, it, it puts well, a target it, on his back for that as well. Because he doesn't follow the political scheme, they don't really like him, but they can't argue with his results. And so he, he they're looking for him to screw up, but he never does. And they, you know, but I, there was the, you know, he goes and he talks to Palpatine or the Emperor about essentially the Death Star. And, you know, to support what you're saying. It, it was almost he wasn't really saying like the Death Star is a bad idea because you know it's it's immoral it was more like we could use our resources in a much better way than you know us putting all this resource into a single body that can only be one place at one time yeah so, exactly um, yeah, so that's what we've got so far for episode 15. We are going to come back next week and uh, finish this conversation. And uh, thank you very much, guys. Uh, may your best yesterdays be your worst tomorrows. And remember, don't shake the mic.